Welcome to Third and Long, and here we are. We're well and truly into the season. We are Australia's newest podcast, providing you with 360-degree access all areas for all things NFL with an Aussie twist. Third and Long is brought to you by Little Birdie TV and topsport.com.au. I will welcome in uh, Australia's number one San Francisco 49 fan, Paige Cardona. How are you going? Corey, it is good to be here, mate. Uh, Look, I'll claim that. I like that title, but uh, I wish we were performing a little bit better. Yes, that's true. And a fair weather Patriots fan will welcome Mark Goodwill. How are you going, Mark? Yeah, back on board, Corey. Finally got a win, (laughs) so, uh, you know, up and about. It's all going well. And later we'll be joined by Top Rope for all things betting, NFL and to the house. And it's probably about time that my co-host actually pulled their finger out and started winning some money. But we'll get to that later. But first, it's been a big week in football with and doing the rounds after week five of the NFL season. Paige, plenty to go over. Oh, look, boys, I say this every week, but it has been a big week in football. And I thought, well... We're now five weeks in. It's probably about time that we start addressing some, you know, five big burning questions. So I'm going to get your thoughts on this from both of you. But I want to know, have we seen the game of the year? On Monday, we were treated to the 47-42 scoreline between the Chargers and the Browns. More than 1,000 yards of offense and almost 90 total points were scored. And we had seven lead changes I know you're all over these guys, Corey, but the Chargers, they've just been so impressive, haven't they? Yeah, led by their quarterback, Justin Herbert. He he just keeps making every post a winner. Um, It was probably the start of the season. It was probably the other Los Angeles Uh, the Los Angeles team in Matt Stafford getting all the headlines going into the season and Justin Herbert probably flew under the radar. I think we touched on that last week about all the up-and-coming quarterbacks but gee hasn't he uh, he's been amazing this year to do it on the big stage that big stadium where the Super Bowl is held this year just an amazing effort and it probably is the game of the year thus far. And Marco the Browns I think they've been really you know, fantastic in defence. They've really, you know, pressured opposition QBs over the opening four weeks. They just couldn't get towards uh, Justin Herbert in this game, could they? Yeah, I think uh, the Browns have had a few close losses and and, and they're a team that uh, show a lot. They're just not probably getting the job done. Just not convinced Mayfield uh, is the man for the job, but... Uh, you know, it was, it was a crazy thing to be a part of, uh, you know, I think they said it was NFL history that the first team to ever score over 40 points and not have a turnover and lose the match. It's never been done before uh, in the NFL. So they can, again, consider themselves very unlucky. They've been stiff the Browns on a couple of occasions this year. But my next booting question, is Dak Prescott the comeback Player of the year. Corey, he had another game of three plus TDs for the fourth time this season. And not only is he working well in the pocket and rolling out with ease, but his job's made so much easier given the blend of uh, you know options at running back and receiver. Talk us through Dak Prescott's season to start with. 
Yeah, I, I don't think there's going to be much competition for comeback player of the year. I know when we led into the season, there was a little documentary where we went behind the scenes and saw how horrific the injury that Dak Prescott had and the amount of rehab that he had to do. Um, and really, Dak Prescott's adventure into the, the current season, it really started on that first drive of the season that I, I so vividly remember. They were, they were backed up on the one-yard line, and from that moment onwards, he's he's really been fantastic for the Cowboys. But more importantly, probably starting to, they're really getting that balance right between throwing the ball with Dak and then running the ball with the, the great uh, weapons that they've got at the moment. But, yeah, for mine... It, I can't see anyone else beating him for comeback player of the year. And Marco, the Cowboys are 4-1 for the first time since 2016, which also happens to be Prescott's rookie year. And that same year include the NFC East crown. Do you reckon the Cowboys are heading in the same direction? You're up and about on your second team here, Paige, aren't you? <laughs> Getting a lot of coverage. I do Dallas, like them. The I Dallas do Cowboys. like them. They're doing great things. Yeah, they are. They're very, you know, what, I think what's impressed me most is not only Prescott coming back from his injury, but I think what's helping me is their defense has improved out of sight as well, which, you know, takes the pressure off uh, the offense and they don't have to score every time that they go down, which they, they probably had to do in previous years. Offense is stacked, but they're, they're, I just think overall they're a well-balanced side. Um, and, and I think, you know, as long as they st- stay healthy, uh, which they had a lot of injuries last year, I think you'll see the improvement. They're in a weak division. And right now they've definitely got their hat in the ring to be there at the business end. Well, when the Cowboys have recorded a winning streak of four or more in a season, they've gone into the postseason. Of course, a couple of exceptions there uh, in 1990 and 2011 since Jerry Jones took over the ownership. But... My next burning question for you two blokes, are the Kansas City Chiefs one-hit wonders? Sunday night football, it was telling. The Bills had waited nine months, I reckon, for this rematch. They scored on four of their first five possessions. They intercepted Pat Mahomes twice, won the turnover battle 4-0. I just think they played with complete confidence and went in there as if they knew they were just going to win the Bills. But, Marco... I want to get your thoughts on the Bills because we're going to start with them the first in this matchup. Right. Against the Chiefs. Did was, um, the Bills outplay the Chiefs or did the Chiefs simply just not rock up? Not outplayed, Paige. Let's build this up for what it was. They mauled the Chiefs. As you said, they came in. Uh, they'd waited a long time for this matchup and they tried to play it down as well. Uh, everyone watched the coverage and they said that, you know, it's just another match and they went in. They executed exactly what they'd planned in probably the most of the preseason lead up. This was their major game so far for the year and, and they mauled the Chiefs. And, uh, you know, the, the Chiefs, unfortunately, their, their defence is just it's shot and a very good Bills offence. Uh, showed why and they started well I think they scored the first five times in the game and the Chiefs weren't coming back from that so um, yeah Bills are very good they're tracking beautifully for anyone who jumped aboard early for the Super Bowl tip but I, I, I think the Chiefs are in a bit of trouble uh, and I, I just think they're the opposite of Dallas at the moment the Dallas the defense has kind of come up to take the pressure off the reverse has happened with the Chiefs they can't stop anyone and it's putting too much pressure on the Chiefs that forces them almost to score touchdowns every drive and they're probably taking them out of their comfort zone a bit so they've got some issues with the Chiefs. Corey the other issue I'm seeing as well with the Chiefs we haven't seen Pat Mahomes be picked off quite the way he has recently, have we? No, we haven't. And it's it's just interesting watching Kansas City at the moment. They're, 
you compare the two teams, you've got the Bills that are really building their momentum and, and really going places. Really after that first game of the season where we were all critical, I think they came into that. That, that round one for them was a real awakening game. They got hit on the chin and they have been nothing short of fantastic since then. And look, Kansas City on the flip side, it's just an interesting dynamic in sport that when you lose your momentum, they've got all the pieces there. They're, they'll all be sitting around the locker room wondering how they're going to get their mojo back. They've got to, they really want to try and find how they're going to get their mojo back really quickly or else the season's going to disappear. Well, it's a stacked AFC, isn't it? They've already lost to the Chargers and the Bills at home and the Ravens on the road. Three big contenders there. And, you know, let's be honest, they were lucky to get away by the skin of their teeth against the Browns in week one. But the next question I've got, can the Seahawks win another game this year with Russell Wilson sidelined? The Iron Man QB, he's injured his middle finger on his throwing hand. That's going to require surgery and the early prognosis is that he's out for, for two months. It's the first time since he was drafted in 2012 that Russ will miss a game. So it's pretty impressive from a guy that had, was drafted in the third round of the 2012 uh, National Draft to come in as a starting rookie, not miss a game since, and now he's out for two months. Of course, Geno Smith comes in as a relief. But Corey... What are the Seahawks going to be able to do in his absence? Is Geno Smith going to be able to, I guess, stump up the same way that, you know, Russell Wilson can? Look, we don't know. In the in the plays that we saw, he actually didn't look too bad. Um, but look, at the end of the day, no one's really going to be able to replace uh, Russell Wilson in the way he, he's been playing in that team. As usual, got off to a great start for the year. Um, but unfortunately, yeah, when you when you get a finger injury lo- like he has, it's just going to make it impossible to be able to throw the ball with his feel and his touch. And yeah, it's uh, it will be an interesting uh, next few games because you've got the Steelers, the Saints, the Jags and the Packers in the next fall. So that's really going to tell a tale of where their season goes. Marco, during the, uh, the pre-season or off-season, whichever one you'd, you'd like to refer to about... <laughs> There was a big, big, big breaking story regarding that Russ may be on the move from Seattle and the uh, Seahawks, well, they were happy to maybe do it. He's he's got a massive back-ended contract. He did tell Adam Schechter that there were four teams that he would consider going to that were on his radar. Now, we never found out who those four teams are, but I want to ask you this. If the Seahawks really take a dive over the next two months and their season shot, do you think we may have seen the last? of, uh, of mm. Russ at the Seahawks. Yeah, maybe, Paige. I don't know. You could probably look at it two ways. It probably gives um, the backup Geno Smith a, a chance to prove his, his worth to the Seahawks. He's got an extended period of time now that he can, uh, I, I guess, show the Seahawks what he's made of. I don't think the draw is that tough either, In especially in the next three games. Uh, Pittsburgh are, are very up and down. The Jags, you know, they're, they're going to start favourite against the Jags. So I think they can pinch a few wins. Uh, you know, maybe maybe Wilson may not be out for the whole two months as well, depending on how quickly he recovers. But, you know, to your question, I think, you know, if he's going to go, I think he was going to go regardless Um Anyway, um, the injuries maybe maybe just put it more in favour of yes, if they will move him on, and, and it, maybe it is time for Geno Smith to at least have a crack, or they shop around for another quarterback. Next big question on my list for you two: Will the Jaguars go zero and seventeen this year? <laughs> now, Urban Meyer's Meyer, sorry, terrible, horrible, no good, very bad week 
culminated in a typical Jaguars dud game. Uh, they lost 37-19 to the Titans in a game that was so sleepy and unremarkable, you'd be forgiven that thinking this matchup was pretty much in London. They never led. They never looked like a real threat to win the game. Uh, they did have a good game against the Bengals the first half the week before. I thought they put up a pretty good fight. But, Corey, what is happening at the Jaguars? Can they win a game this year? Yeah, I, I think the bigger question for them is um, where they're going as an organisation. Um, I think Urban Meyer came in with big raps from college. And a couple of his decisions are, are questionable at best and it probably culminated in the, uh, look, from, from those who haven't been involved in sport, for your coach not to fly home with you, regardless of the circumstances, is, is nearly unforgivable. And, the, and I think the players in the locker room would be talking about it, thinking, hang on, if the coach can get away with this, we'll take shortcuts where we want to. Um, it, it's not only it doesn't hold them in good stead what happens this this year, but they've got to they've really got to ask where they're going as a franchise. Marco, the next six games that they've got are against the Dolphins, Seahawks, Bills, Colts, 49ers <laughs> and Falcons. Do you see any potential winners well, in that six? Well, losing 20 straight uh, would suggest probably on the negative side, but they've got some winnable games. They're, they're not out of games and, they're, you know, they're not going to be uh, massive outsiders in a few of those games as well. We just talked about Seattle losing their quarterback. Could Would they win one with Geno Smith? Will they play each other in a couple of weeks' time? So, you know, one, one of them will come out with a W there. I think, uh, yeah. I don't know, losing 20 straight, you would say probably not, but I think they've got some winnable games and, and I'd be surprised if the Jags by the end of the year, um, you know, I, th I think Lawrence will, will keep finding uh, improvement as he goes and I, I've, I'm going to back him in to win a game before the season's out. Well, they've got Miami in London this week and that is also uh, televised here in Australia on ESPN at 12.30am Monday morning. So we could have another, you know, 12 hours of football again if there's a weather uh, issue presenting. But finally, I want to ask you both one more question. Five weeks, plenty of headlines, lots of, uh, of, of talk around who's capable of winning the Super Bowl this year and whose season it just may not be. But Marco, who's been the surprise packet for you so far from the first five weeks? Who's really caught your attention? Yeah, for mine, we had to pick one page. I'm going to go with Dallas Cowboys. Uh, you know, pre-season, you know, if you talk about what the team was expected to win, uh, season wins, they were only expected to win eight and a half games. Uh, they're already at four. You know, they're a couple of points away or a couple of plays away from being 5-0. and oh. So I just think for the improvement of Dallas, who obviously uh, – Prescott as the quarterback had the question mark coming in with his uh, with his injury recovery, but I just think uh, Dallas going forward, they're in a very weak division. I think they'll be there at the business end if they keep enough people on the park. Your your player that you said defensively preseason, Micah Park Parsons is doing a, you know a great job. The defense is lifted, um, and, and I just think they're full of confidence at the moment. You know they're, they're not just relying on one running back. They've got a two -head, two headed monster developing back there as well. So they've got a very balanced attack. There's no pressure on them the defense is standing up and can get some stops and i just think right now if i had to pick one i think dallas are probably tracking to be um the biggest improver and, and maybe the biggest surprise so far after five weeks corey who's your surprise packet yeah i i think for mine look i, I think 
contrary to what Mark's saying, I think the Cowboys always seem like they have it in them a little bit, that they just have to get the pieces right. But I, I think the, lot, uh, the, the charges uh, for mine are easily the biggest surprise packet. Um, and it was probably the fast-track the fast track development of uh, Justin Herbert um, and how great he's been in the opening the opening five games. You know, I mean, 13 touchdowns, only had three interception, in, interceptions. Sorry. Um, yeah, the future is super exciting in uh, Los Angeles for, like I said, both the teams, but in, in particular, the Chargers probably needed this after they'd moved from San Diego. I mean, in order to drag all those fans from Sa- San Diego, they need a compelling reason. And for all those Chargers fans, bloody hell, you got yourself a compelling reason to go ahead, make the trek up the 405 to uh, Los Angeles and see Justin Herbert. Well, it could be very telling at the end of the year. We know the Super Bowl is going to be held at SoFi Stadium there at LA, the home field of the Chargers and the Rams. So if those two teams go deep, wow, that is going to be an absolute delight. But thanks for front page news today, this uh, this week, boys. We're now going to go straight to the house. Well, welcome back. It's time now to the house, brought to you by topsport.com.au. Family owned and operated for 35 years. Bet with the bookie you can trust. Bet with topsport.com.au. Over to you, Marco. Thanks, Corey. Okay, to the house now is where we start talking all things betting in the NFL. And what better man to join us on third and long is Nick Top Rope Tedeschi. Uh, he's coming off a, an average week, we'll call it, for Top Rope. Got off to a flying start, and it's a good time to go 5 0 to start the first week. And uh, you just cooled off the last two weeks, but we're going to back you in for a big week six, Top Rope. So uh, this is the time to stick fat for the punters. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about all the games and the winners coming up shortly. We'll just do a quick uh, bookie wrap coming up up here uh, for week five just to keep the punters in the loop we had uh, a pretty high uh, total range for the week 12 out of the 16 favorites win which was the highest so far this year uh, the line covered nine times uh, the total is also the highest scoring week uh, 10 out of the 16 and the home teams had a good week uh, they've been under pressure as well 11 out of 16 you can see the season uh, wrap so far 61 percent for the favorites uh, still under par for both the favorite line and the over punters and the home teams uh, just got their nose in at 53 percent uh, if we just have a quick look at uh, the two the house results for uh, top rope here for week five, he had five bets for the week, got off to an ordinary start uh, as the punters built and we had uh, chips all in top rope on Buffalo uh, plus three and they uh, absolutely destroyed KC. Uh, yeah, Bills were fantastic, weren't they? Uh, I think probably unquestionably now the favourites to, to, to claim the AFC. Uh, it was... Uh, a really well coached game from from Buffalo. Uh, took a very few question marks being hanging over Cassie. It was a, a, a bit of a statement game for them, and they were very, very poor on home turf. So, uh, big win from Buffalo. They uh, uh, look very impressive. Yeah, KC, we'll talk about it a bit, bit later. They've got a big game coming up against Washington. Uh, they wouldn't want to drop that top rope, otherwise they're uh, in all sorts for the season going forward, I would have thought. Yeah, look, they're, they're, they're at a point now where you know, it's not so much about kind of, you know, the first four weeks. You thought, oh, the Kansas City probably get to a available price here. The Chargers are running away with the division at the moment. The Chargers are four and one. Uh, Kansas City really need to start winning some games here. Uh, Washington, injury depleted again. Very bad defense. This is a must-win game for, 
Kansas City. All right, punters, let's get straight into a top rope. Uh, we've got uh, seven TV games to cover. We're just going to leave out one with uh, injury concerns, which we'll talk about later with the Giants. Uh, we're going to start off on uh, our Friday at 11.20 a.m. This game is on ESPN. Uh, we've got the defending champs here, top rope, who travel to the Eagles. Currently, we've got the Bucks, uh, quite a strong favourite here at minus seven flat. Uh, mid-range total here of 52 uh, flat, sorry. Both teams bring winning form into this contest. Uh, good draw continues for Tampa Bay. Uh, is Tampa Bay's second-ranked offense going to be too much for Philly here? Uh, they have made a habit of putting bad teams to the sword of late, but uh, uh, I reckon they might be a value at Philly here, getting seven plus uh, home underdogs of seven plus forty and twenty-one against the spread over the last twenty-five years. Uh, Tampa Bay, they've covered just one of their last five as a road favourite, one of their last six of a win of 14-plus. Uh, I'll end towards Philly here. I think they could, I think Jalen Hurts can take advantage of the depleted Tampa Bay secondary here. So I can see this being a bit of a shootout, and, and I don't mind Philly with the, the 7-plus on home turf. Okay, Corey, what's your thoughts? Tampa Bay at Philly this week. Yeah, one of my favourite days of the week, Marco, being Friday where we get to see NFL football. Well, Tom Brady... He can always find a way and an excuse and a reason to get himself up for a game. Well, last year he had an inexplicable loss on Thursday Night Football and I reckon he'll remember that. I reckon he will come out and he he's rolling after light last week, five touchdowns. I reckon they'll get the job done. I'm even going to give you a score, Marco, 31 to 21. Okay, as we just said, we're going to leave the second match with the Giants. They've got injury concerns at uh, quarterback, uh, running back and wide receiver. So we're just going to hold off on that match for our preview. We're going to move on to the third TV game of the week, and that is Kansas City uh, travel to Washington here, top rope. We've got, uh, we just spoke about Kansas City under pressure, especially if they put uh, drop this one and don't come out of the W of Washington. We've got KC favourite here at minus six and a half at the line and a highish total, I guess, at 55 and a half, but with both very ordinary defences, uh, currently ranked 29 and 32nd on the list. Uh, how do you see this one playing out? given KC coming off a mauling at Buffalo, uh, against Buffalo. Yeah, it's a good spot here for KC. They need to win and all that kind of jazz. But I just can't back Kansas City. Uh, the market just, just overrates them too much. They're just in love with them. They've covered just three of their last 16 overall. One of their last six is a favourite. One of their last six against a, against a losing team. I, I, there's just not enough there. For, I, I can't back Kansas City as a matter of principle here. Uh, Washington, they're 9-3 against the spread of a double-digit home loss. I lean towards Washington here. Not a lot of confidence. Okay, Paige, we've got uh, KC. Can they bounce back this week in Washington? Your thoughts, please. Yeah, you'd think so. This is supposed to be a, a, a correction game, I think, for the Chiefs. And But, you know, you really can't take anything for granted on the road at Washington. Look, good news for, for the Chiefs is that Washington has already allowed 35 points per game. And um, they've only generated two turnovers the last couple of weeks. So, Feels like a safe bet to go with the Chiefs this week. Um, I think KC, they're going to be patient here, and Pat Mahomes is going to get them back over the line. And uh, I, I think there'll they'll be a, a considerable amount of points put up in this match. 
All right, moving on to the next match. We've got uh, an absolute belter here for mine. Uh, we've got uh, the Chargers travel to Baltimore, and we've got Baltimore here at favourite, the home team at minus three flat. Total's 52.5. This will be shown live on seven, mate. Uh, great matchup here, top rope. We've got winning teams. Uh, Chargers have won three in a row. Baltimore have won four in a row. Both quarterbacks are up and about, evenly matched. Uh, is there any value in the away team here at the plus? Yeah, I'll be all over the Chargers this week. I uh, I know there's plenty out there who just love the games with the big, big angle. Well, we've got a big, big angle on this one. Uh, underdogs from week four to 16 who have won 80% of their games that year, so four and one this week, uh, who are underdogs. They cover it 71% since the year 2000. So uh, nice spot here for the Chargers. They've covered out of their last nine overall, four straight on the road. They've covered they're an excellent 39 and 15 against the number as a road underdog. Uh, Baltimore covered one of the last five of a win. Uh, look, they were pretty shaky against India. It was a great good comeback, but they were pretty ordinary for three quarters last week. I, I'm, I'm pretty happy taking the charges of this one. You know, yeah, as mentioned earlier in, in previous episodes, very keen on Baltimore to kind of win the AFC this year. They need to improve. Charges, they're doing a really nice job at the moment. So. Uh, I'll, I'll be on the Chargers here with the three points. Okay, Corey, what are our thoughts here? The Chargers travel to Baltimore, both teams 4-1. and one. Your thoughts, please. My thoughts, Marco. It's on at 4am if you're in the uh, Melbourne and Sydney, but for me in Queensland, a 3am start. Probably well and truly worth getting up early for this one because it's between two-star quarterbacks in Justin Herbert and Lamar Jackson. Can't wait to see this. Early kickoff for the West Coast team, something to be conscious of. But I think LA can go and make it three zip on the road. And just to quote Paige, she said that the Chargers would win 30 to 27. If that were, if that comes off, you can all thank me. All right? Just put something aside for that. Paige is tipping correct scores now. I like it. The next game we're going to talk about is, uh, well, this team's got problems. Top row. They've had a tough week in the press already. The Las Vegas Raiders travel to uh, mile high here for the Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos are favourite, minus four flat. Uh, very low total here of 44 flat. This game will be shown uh, live on seven, mate. Uh, top rope, how are we going to work out this game with obviously the news of the Raiders uh, losing their coach during the week? This is a big game, divisional matchup, uh, both with struggling quarterbacks. How have you worked this game out? Yeah, well, long term, losing Gruden's going to be a positive. He's, yeah, to be fair, a coach of another era. He's, yeah, he, he's not he's not up to the modern game. Now. You, you look at, at him compared to someone like a Brandon Staley. And it's not like they're coaching two different games of football. So they'll benefit from this. But short term, I think there could be some trouble. Teams that replace coaches mid-season, they cover it just 41%. Uh, I tend to lean divisional road underdogs. A bit more questionable in this one. Teddy Bridgewater is also 38-14-1 against the spread as a starter. Uh, probably leaning towards the Denver minus here. But the best bet in this game, uh, the under. The Raiders 7-2 and two under as a road dog. 28 under when they're playing the division. Denver, a huge under team. 18 and 6 under when they're playing a winning team. 35 and 16 under when they're favoured. Eight of their last nine matchups in this AFC West clash have gone under the total. So uh, I'll be back in under 44 and a half. Okay, we've got the Raiders travelling to Denver. Paige, you got any thoughts here about the teams, not the coach? <laughs> Look, sometimes you just got to call it as you see it. And this is. This is a rotten game for, for broadcast here in Australia. It's it's as simple as that. Um, both teams, obviously, in two-game slides after 3-0 starts. 
not quite surprising to me. Um, you know, important game to keep pace with the AFC race. And the Raiders, they swept this season, this series, sorry, last season. And uh, look, Derek Carr, he's been really great to start the year. Um, I think he's going to get the passing attack uh, back on road this week. They need... You know, some good news, I think, in Vegas at the moment, considering all that's happening there. But uh, I do wonder what the departure of John Gruden does and how it affects the team there. But I uh, I think the Raiders just, I'm yeah. not convinced though. Paige, you got to sort out the TV scheduling for this week. How have they not changed it from the Raiders Denver to show the Arizona Cleveland game in that time slot? It's pretty disappointing I... for Aussie fans, I would have thought. Well, I don't know. Look, I'll get I'll get my hotline onto the commission and I'd put in a uh, a complaint for you. But, I'd appreciate. Uh, yeah, that. we haven't been treated to a to a cracker to get up at that time of the morning for, have we? Yeah, it's a bit disappointing. But anyway, we move on. We've got uh, the Dallas Cowboys uh, travel to New England Patriots. Uh, this is the interesting contest. We've got the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Favourites away here, minus three and a half and a high to mid-range total here of 52 flat. This game will be shown live on ESPN. Top rope, interesting clash this. Uh, Dallas have won their last four, could conceivably be uh, 5-0. and They lost a close one first up. Uh, they've got the number one ranked offense in the NFL and they come up against the Pats who have the fifth best defense. Uh, the totals early move for the over here. How do you see this game? Uh, yeah, I, I like uh, the Pats in this one. Um, uh, the the Pats have covered ten of the last twelve as a home underdog. They've covered they're excellent forty two and nineteen against the spread as a dog Belichick coach over that whole period. He's particularly good against non divisional teams. Uh, plus twenty two point five percent ROI. Cover at seventy one percent when that team didn't make the playoffs the year prior, which the Cowboys did not. Dallas have covered one of the last five as a road favourite. Three of the last eleven are scoring thirty plus. I think there's a bit of value at New England this week. Dallas travel to New England to take on the Patriots this week. Corey, what are your thoughts here? Give me some Patriots love, please. No, I won't because I'll be going for Paige Cardona's Cowboys. They're starting to get a little bit hype. We've got the balanced uh, offense with Dak Prescott and the way those boys are running the rock right up the middle. They rushed for more than 200 yards in the last two weeks. So, But it's games like this, the Dallas Cowboys, have got some close friends that follow the Cowboys. And you, Paige, because this is your team as well. Thank you, Corey. And, look, I think it's games like this in the past that the Cowboys tend to drop. So it's a, I think it's a little bit of a danger game, this one, for the Dallas Cowboys. But if they're going to go places this year, these are the games that they need to go into New England and get a result. I still think that they'll they'll get the right result. And the Cowboys, 23-20 to 20 for mine. Now we move on to our uh, Sunday night game, which will be our late Monday game here at 11.20. We've got uh, Seattle v. Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh are strong, strong favourites at the moment. Uh, both teams struggling on two wins and three losses. Pittsburgh favourites, minus four and a half. A very low total again of 42 flat. This will be shown live on ESPN. Uh, top rope, Seattle lose their quarterback here, Wilson. Uh, have they got the backup available to go into Pittsburgh and get the W? Yeah, not a huge Gina Smith fan here. Uh, really hard game to grasp. So I, I couldn't be having Pittsburgh laying the points here. They've failed to cover their last six as a favourite, covered just two of the last seven at home. Uh, Seattle have covered 10 or 13 as a road dog, 12 17 as a dog overall, but look, Russell Wilson's usually been there for that. Uh, lean towards the plus here, but the best bet in this one is the under. Pretty strong angles, the under both sides here. 
under 36, 14 and one when Pittsburgh play a losing team. Under is eight and two when Seattle play a losing team. They've uh, gone under in seven straight of a loss. So, uh, yeah, Lynn Yando even on the low total at 42 and a half. Paige, we've got uh, Seattle at Pittsburgh this week. Uh, backup quarterback for Seattle, Big Ben for Pittsburgh. How do you see this one? Oof, Sunday night football, love it. It's a good time for us here in Melbourne, 11.20 a.m. start. Yep, as you said, Geno Smith, he's going to take over the starting role for the Seahawks. I just think this is a really tough assignment first up for uh, Smith and the Seahawks. Pittsburgh defense really turned up with the pass rush the last two weeks and with the return of TJ Watt, I think they've just been really impressive. Um, the Steelers, I think, are just getting back to a more efficient way of, of their man coverage and their rushing. And certainly I think this is a game where we're going to see that the Pittsburgh defense, you know, really roll out the Blitzburg kind of stuff on, <laughs> on Geno Smith. This is the game where we're just going to see blitz after blitz. For me, um, I think this is going to be a pretty rude awakening for the Seahawks and what life after Russell Wilson may look like. So I'm taking the Steelers here. Okay. Very strong there from Paige. I like it. Okay, we move on to our uh, Monday night football, which will be shown here at Tuesday morning at 11.15 on ESPN. Uh, I like this game. The My Buffalo Bills, will call them top rope. I've jumped fully on board here after tipping them early in this season. They travel to Tennessee. Uh Early money for Buffalo. They opened five and a half, gone to six flat now. Uh, good size total at 54 flat. Uh, Buffalo have won four straight. Uh, we'll be riding high off, of, as we said the, earlier, the mauling in KC. They got that out of the way. Tennessee regrouped, uh, beat a weakened Jacksonville. Uh, good stat here that I'm sure you'll be impressed with is the Bills have had four straight games of 35-plus points. Can that continue against Tennessee's 24th-ranked defense? Yeah, look, I love love the over in this one and, and really like the Bills here. Bills 10 and 1 against the number of scoring 30 plus. Uh, 8 and 2 against the number of favorite. Covered a 13 and 16 overall. I'm not sure the market's really caught up to how good they are yet. Uh, but the best bet in this one is the over. Brian Tannehill at the Titans, the over is 26 in their last 35. It's an obscene number. Uh, 7 and 1, uh, the over when they've been a dog, Tennessee. Uh, the over is 15 and 5 when Buffalo are off a win, 5 and 2 when they're on the road. I, I can see plenty of points in this one. So I uh, think Buffalo keep rolling. I think Tennessee have enough points in there. So uh, I think the over here is absolutely a very good bet. Okay, Corey, our last game of the week sees the mighty Buffalo Bills travel to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Uh, how do you see Buffalo backing up the mauling of KC last week? Love it. A Monday night football gift. We've got two cracking teams. Let's see with Josh Allen and how they can uh, back up, you know, I mean, and what they're doing against the, the might of Derrick Henry. This is the game last year for those that remember. That was that legendary stiff arm. And that was a 42-16 victory against Buffalo. Going to be a very tight game. Uh, I wouldn't want to bet against Josh Allen and what they're doing at the moment, not only on offense and we're pumping him up, but it's more importantly what they're doing on defense. And I reckon they will just win this in a close one, 35 to 31. Okay. First ranked defense, uh, they're doing it on the back of the defense here, Corey, aren't they? You know, Buffalo, it's not 
uh, the the offense is getting all the uh, the kudos, but first ranked defense Buffalo is where it's getting done at the moment, and it showed last week with uh, with with the KC Mauling. He's a good judge. That's why I follow in top rope. If you like what you're hearing uh, this week on the televised games that we've talked about, please head to littlebirdiepod.com. Go to the to the house part. Uh, the subscriptions are twenty two dollars a week. You can get the season pass for two hundred and sixty four dollars. If you're serious about your NFL putting, please get ahead and uh, get the to the house information from top rope okay we're going to move on now to uh the super bowl odds uh we're going to put them up on the screen for the viewers and get top ropes updated thoughts as we do every week top rope there's been a little bit of movement here and there uh, obviously as teams win and lose as they go through some injuries obviously to seattle this week probably puts them on ice uh, we've got equal favorites at the moment at the top buffalo bills at six dollars tampa bay buccaneers at six dollars bit of a gap now to kc under a bit of pressure though the early uh Favorites this year at eight twenty-five. The Rams have been a good size mover into nine dollars. Baltimore Ravens at twelve dollars are joined by the Green Bay Packers. Um, next we have thirteen dollars. Both the Cardinals and Dallas, who have both got off to flyers. Uh, top rope. Anything there on the board that uh, you like, or what about the value page from fifteen dollars onward with the Browns or your team Chargers, who I think you tipped up last week? Yeah, no, I've been in the Chargers all year. Uh, they're probably getting into their right price. I think the value this week probably Kansas City. Uh, out to 825. Uh, you probably, if they start getting on the roll, they're going to shorten dramatically. So if you're going to back the Chiefs and you want to be on them, now's probably the time. Uh, you know, they're not playing great football, but you know, considering this is the longest price they've been uh, in the market this season. So uh, I reckon the Chiefs are probably the value there. Okay, beautiful. I like your thinking there, Top Rope. So if you have uh, haven't invested on the Chiefs early, Top Rope suggesting maybe the 8.25 is a good time to bet with uh, them looking for an important win this week. Each week, our panel of four will be granted $100 to invest, sponsored by topsport.com.au. Topsport is Australia's biggest betting bookie where the pros get set. All profits are donated to my platform called Walk With Me Online, which we are doing great work in the mental health space. Now, you guys, how about pulling your fingers out, please? <laughs> hey, I think I did okay. Yeah, I'm Paige, just got, say that. Paige got one got, on the board. I got one on the, on the board, yeah. What's your problem? I don't know. My, uh, is this <laughs> what happens when you've got winner's ego, is it? Yeah, well, yeah. When, you, when you're five zip, you can, you can take these sort of liberties. Yeah, well... Up yours. I still got to win this week. All right? Okay. All right. All right. In your own time, you two. All right. Let's uh, quickly check uh, last week's results. We already know that now uh, Corey is 5-0, and so we won't pump him up too much. But uh, just quickly last week, Corey went to 5-0, and tipping Tampa correctly. Uh, I, had, I had a push with uh, Green Bay. Tough kicking. Landed on three. Paige finally got a victory with her second team, Dallas, and unfortunately, top rope miss that puts him at three and two. Okay, it's time now for our week six predictions, and we're going to lead off with top rope. Top rope for uh, Corey's walk with me online. What is your best for week six? Uh, the LA Chargers plus three against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, five and O leader. Can you become six and O? It will become 6-0 because I think the Colts will have a point to prove and that's why I'm going minus 10. I think the Colts will do an absolute number this week. This is it. The downfall of the great man. He's tipped into his own team page. Surely not. (laughs) Sucked in. (laughs) Hey, at least I know who my team is. You think the Colts are going to win this week, do you? Uh, yes. All right. By, by okay. more than 10 as well. That's interesting. Is, 
is this again? This is Winner's ego. He's just he's yeah, going all out. He's up and about in his. He, I like he's wa- it. I he's don't walking mind around it. like he's six foot eight, not six six. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. All right, Paige, no, what do you got it. for us? You're shooting for two in a row. So what have you got? Not Dallas again this week, surely. Uh, you know what? I am going Dallas again. <laughs> I just love the way they're playing. <laughs> I can't help it. Their offense is fantastic to watch. Their defense is, has it all together, and their special teams knows what they're doing as well. I just love them. I think they're fantastic. I think they're playing a brilliant brand of football. I'm all over them this week, and I will take them at Mo- New England right. at the minus three and a half. Thank okay. you very much. Thanks for coming. All right. Very <laughs> confident there, Paige. Myself, for those who are following, I need to get one on the board here, guys. So I am going to look to the Chiefs, Washington, over 55 and a half. Uh, both defences are Dismal at 29 and 32nd rank. So plenty of points in this game. So hopefully we can get the uh, 56 required there. Boys, we have got some Super Bowl party tickets to give away. Firstly, I'm going to actually announce who won a couple of weeks ago. And that was Kamar Thiever, who tipped the uh, game between the Bengals and the, uh, the Jags. So well done, mate. We'll be in contact with you. But... I was on the Little Birdie Bruise this week and forgot to send out the tweet on Thursday night asking who would win out of the Rams at Seattle. My apologies, but there will be a tweet going out tonight asking you who will win in tomorrow's matchup between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Philadelphia. Now, all you've got to do is reply to the tweet, tell us the margin, so tell us who's going to win, what the margin's going to be, and the person with the closest to the marker is going to win a ticket for them and a mate to come and party with us on Super Bowl Day at our exclusive party hosted by Little Birdie TV and thanks to topsport.com.au. Thanks, Paige, the big Dallas Cowboys fan. We hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks to the third and long crew. You can follow us on YouTube, find us in the Apple Store, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever to you listen to your podcasts. Follow us at Little Birdie TV, Third and Long TV on Twitter and Instagram. And remember, for all your NFL action can be found at topsport.com.au and invest wisely punters. Enjoy your week six. Yeah.